Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, Matt, fellow adventurers. All right, we are going back to Proving Grounds 5, the Silver Quest. We are playing as Sir Crokington, and I should hopefully remember that Sir Crokington is a toad, but has never let that slow her down. And we've got the Eye of Arganor, and now we're going to return to our companions, get them out of the situation they appeared to be in in the two episodes back. Well, the, epi the situation they seem to be in at the start of of the last episode and then presumably we can just start to undo the dragon's entire scheme but anyway this new scenario is a light in the dark begin now i'll read the recap nearest steps back out of the glow of the firewind portal and seems to almost melt into the shadows in the corner of the chamber, without looking in his direction again, and tightly clutching the eye of Arnganor. You take a deep breath and proceed into the swirling blacktop vortex. The world around you goes black. For what seems to be an eternity, you tumble through a fathomless black void, your hand securely closed around the eye, and your mind racing. Wondering what awaits you in the cellar of the cot candle glow in. You pray you are not already too late. Suddenly, the yellow glow of a lighted lantern stabs through the darkness, and you find yourself stepping out of the portal, once again setting foot in the cellar of the inn. Wait, are we in the candle glow in? I thought we were in the bitter stag. At the very spot from which you previously exited, the bright flare. The portal, behind, portal behind you closes. Still somewhat dazed from the passage through the portal, you step slowly forward, your eyes scanning the dimly lit cellar for any sign of your companions. In your mind, you vividly recall your last sighting of them as you tumbled into the por portal. As they come under attack, came under attack from Trailtok, Iskadar and Prithren. You're recounting the horrified looks on their faces when you stumble over something lying across the floor. You quickly regain your balance and turn to gaze at your feet, where your eyes fall upon a sight that simultaneously fills you with anger and horror. Stretch across the cold, stone tile floor of the cellar inn, silent and unmoving, is the face-down body of Helene. And now, the adventure continues. You immediately hop to Helene's side, eager to determine if she is indeed dead. Your fingers are barely brushed against the fabric of her robe, with a lantern on your table suddenly sputters out, leaving you in total darkness. Actually, that's probably for the best. Total darkness, no shadows. Swift footfalls and a wash of air are the only warning you get of the impending attack. You rush to your feet and spin to your left as... A tall, shadowy figure washes out, washes you out of the gloom. Preceding your un, your unknown assailant is the, is the end of this heavy iron wad as he streaks towards your head, picking a number. Bonus of 57. 20 from agility. 19 from luck. 18 from unarmed combat. Pick now! 93. Boing! You spring out of the way of the Wellwain's blow and leap back and out of the range of any would-be follow-up attack. Thankful to have avoided what would have been a fatal strike. Well, I don't think it would have been. Just, just it would have hurt a lot. You turn to face your shadowy assailant, now standing several yards away across the darkened cellar. Who is it? Is it Trailtok? Prithen? Iskridar? 
Just another one of those masked assailants that we've fought so many of. The lantern at the, on the table flares to life, casting its wide pool of yellow light across the stone floor of the cellar. The tall, shadowy figure, lurking just at the edge of the light, grumbles something you can't make out. Suddenly, much to horror, a group of long shadows sliver out from under the table and wreathe about wildly before your unknown enemy. Your foe again grumbles something and the long arms of shadow, shadow surge across the floor towards you. So, I can just see what they do, which is presumably not nice, or I could use shadow magic to say, hey, shadows, please don't attack me. Shadow magic it is. Succeeded. 16 XP to shadow magic. Calling upon your master of shadow magic, you're, you're able to quell the weaving shadows summoned by the unknown foe. The arms of the shadows slowly retreat into the deeper gloom and disappear. The lantern sputters and goes out as an, in as an inky blackness instantly fills the cellar, leaving you with little notion of location of unknown foe. The cellar is suddenly fully illuminated as out of the darkness hurtles a broad bolt of lightning behind the deadly blast of the, the enemy that stretches towards you stands a tall shadowy figure his arm outstretched in your direction alright let's use fortification or I could dodge you know what random.org tell me what to do alright between one and two, generate number one, fortification it is. Succeeded. 16 XP to fortification. The lighting bolt smashes into your hastily erected invisible barrier and deflects into the wall on your left, where it leaves a deep gorge in the stone. You've little doubt that a direct hit would have instantly killed you. With no desire to give your shadowy foe a chance to unleash a second lightning attack, you leap forward to engage him. The lantern on your table flares to life again, and a shadowy figure swept forward. You prepare yourself to meet the terrifying gaze of Trailtock, but your heart skips a beat when the face of Windor appears at the edge of the lamp's flickering glow. You cry out to Windor, praying that the dark that in the darkness of the cellar he has mistaken you for an enemy. But he sneers in response and curses at you. No. They got Windle. Oh, wait. I have the Eye of Arnganor. I'm going to have to use that. It's been long enough with you, he growls, brandishing the long iron rod in his hand with spectacular skill. There is no use in keeping up this game. You fight against the power you cannot fathom. His word is now the only one I need. For deep and endless is his wisdom. His way is now the only path I follow. For it will lead us from these shadows. Your heart skink. Your heart sinks and your mind races. It is clear that Windle is now under the mind control of Ibn Baraksa, or one of the dragon's wicked minions. For the first time since his dark affair took form, a shadow of despair creeps into your thoughts. A strange, though not unpleasant sensation suddenly washes over you, and you feel momentarily light-headed. A ghostly, greenish glow suddenly stabs through the gloom around you. Well... Obviously, I'm not going to hurt Wundle if I can avoid it, so it's Eye of Argonor time. Eye of Argonor. Wait, wait, is it the Eye of Argonor? Yes, yes. That puts it up near the top of the item list. Use it! Gripping the Eye of Argonor, claw. Firmly in your right hand, you thrust the sparkling emerald out towards Windle. The emerald glows faintly, and Windle's eyes widen in terror. A strange sensation surges through you as the eye's magic goes to work, vying for supremacy against the dark spell that's firmly taken, 
firmly taken root in, the tar in its target's mind. Windle, his eyes wild, and his lips drawn into a snarl, raises up his wine rod as he prepares to, to land a mighty blow upon you, picking a number. Bonus of 49, 10 from Spirit, 20 from Aura, and 19 from Arcania. Alright, looks like even the eye... Looks like this mind control is so thorough that even the eye of Angornor needs... needs at least a bit of skill. Pick now. 92. And that, that must have succeeded because I just got 64 experience to general. The eye of Angornor shimmers brilliantly, casting a bright green light over Windle. He drops his iron wad as his hands spring to his face in an attempt to shield his eyes from the glow. He slumps to his knees and gasps. Only a moment later, when the light fades, he slowly lowers his hands and looks up at you. No longer are his eyes wild and leering, or his mouth drawn into a snarl. Instead, spreading wa spreading rapidly, rapidly, consuming his pale countenance as a look of anguish and horror. The black spell that holds sway over him is broken. Well, let's just hope he didn't do anything he regretted first. Because I would regret it too, obviously. <laughs> but, could he live with himself? Well, he'd find a way, but he wouldn't want to. Windle staggers to his feet and rushes to Elaine's side. By my hand! By my own hand! She does not move! By the Allfather's grace, may she! May she have life! He cries as he kneels down next to her. What have I done, Sir Crokington? Amazed at the power of the Eye of Arnganor and the immediate effect it had on Windle, whose mind was clearly under the control of Boraxa, or one of his agents, who resolved to keep the gem close at hand. You realise only too well the need for its power is likely to again take form, perhaps sooner than you might hope. Windor raises a grimy, tear-soaked flesh and sighs heavily. There's a sigh of relief, and instantly the darkness around surrounds you seems slightly less terrifying she yet lives he says gently turning over her eyes to close and you note her breathing is shallow she will live she must I swear on my wretched life she will you quickly ask him about the others Hacker, Iskridar, Prithwin and Shreltok Windu draws turns to you, but before the words can leave his lips, your eyes are drawn to a sudden movement on your right. It proves to be a now all too familiar fear-invoking sight. A long shadow slivers off the wall and melts into a pool of gloom, out of which rises the tall, wild-haired, menacing figure of Trailtock. The man who Helene herself called the most dangerous man you've ever met, reaches behind him and drags the lifeless body of Heiko into the light. He hurls the corpse to his eyes to the side and stands glaring at you. You reach for the eye, hoping to turn its power against the most fearsome Morax's minions, but the gem is snared from you by hands of shadow and swept into the far corner of the cellar. It will take more than trickery to survive me, he sneers. Fret not over the miserable, miserable wretch Lundir. Lundir, as she, as she will soon share in your face. You are fools to nip at the feet of the gods. Even the All-Father may one day fear what the Master has become. Windle leaps to his feet and retrieves his long iron wad. He glances quickly at you 
and then turns to gaze to the man he once trusted with his life. A man who, beyond all doubt, he now wished were dead a thousand times. I'll tend to you here and now, grows Windle. You grow too bold, old friend. I would have thought such blasphemy even beyond your sunken morals. Yet now I see plainly there is but one cure for the wickedness that grips you. Sir Corkington, use the eye. Use the eye. That's what I meant. The eye. Get the eye. Or, or I'm probably, although I'm really thinking about just killing him. With anger welling up inside you, you leap forward and stand at Wundle's side. Your hardened gaze fixed on Trailtok. Both of you at once, grins Trailtok, his hands sliding to the hilt of his sword. It hardly matters. I'm scarcely able to tell you what's apart. And that finishes this scenario. Probably a good thing. Start off fresh before we fight Trailtok. And we get 512 experience to general. Which is quite nice. Alright. Next up is the Eyes of Death. We begin. Alright, we've just all read that. And to recap, I no longer have the Eye of Argonaut. And I really have to get this back. Because I'm facing a got against the person who severely needs... Who severely needs to, needs to have a bit of the green glow. And probably deep in his soul wants it so much. And he's been screaming. Screaming inside himself for hundreds of years. And now the adventure continues. Wendell's voice echoes clearly in mind. Sir Crokington, make for. His voice disappears. Also replaced by this rumbling, sinister voice of Trailtok. Has the betrayer forgotten that the prey he now settles settles his eyes upon is not some meek goblin or mindless trolls? Let us lend at least some dignity to the end of two rats. Windle leaps forward, his rod poised to strike Trailshock, but he is suddenly thrust back by a powerful invisible force and hurled into the wall behind you. Trailshock grins wickedly as he watched Windle weave about in agony at the base of the wall. How quickly... All the bravado is tempered, he sneers, lowering his cold gaze to reach, meet your defiant gaze, Gare. glare. Alright, there are three options and they all seem pretty obvious. I could go to Windle's aid, because he might need it. I could attack Trailtok, which of course, because he's the dire threat, or I could retrieve the eye... Which is probably the only way out of this. So what does random.org tell me to do? Generate now! Number three. Attempt to retrieve the eye. Wisely ignoring Windows Pright, you rush forward to the corner of the cellar, seeking to close your fingers around the eye of Angenor, and arm yourself with the one weapon that might hope you defeat this most deadly of foes. Predictable and futile, echoes the sinister voice of Trailock in your head. Right, it makes sense. I think what well, what we've learned from this that people, masters of shadow ma- magic, are tough, really, really tough, and don't and don't just and don't really get took out by regular violence. That would take out a normal person. You've taken less than ten steps when three large shadows sliver off the wall and stretch out across the cellar, blocking your path as they mass rapidly transform into a trio of terrifying, 
monstrous silhouettes. Three large shadow peeps now stand between you and the eye. With grim determination, you leap forward and engage the foremost of these nightmarish creatures. It's a massive shadow beast that's going to stab it. It roars as it, as it swipes at you. Steals you a savage blow for 12 damage. I keep stabbing it. And it is slain. 6 XP. The second shadow beast. Its broad arms outstretched in an attempt to envelop you. Slivers forward and attacks. It has arms now? Well, I guess it's a shadow beast. It can. They vary. Another savage blow for 11 damage, and then one for 9 damage. Then 14 damage, but still, it is slain. 6 XP. The third shadow beast surges forward and attacks. Okay, I hope he doesn't have that many more, but... With with, with all this shadow magic, you have no idea how many pink, pink beings are in this room. Begin combat. Alright, I keep stabbing, stabity stab, and it is slain. Oh, and the quick stone will repeat the 20 you just rolled next round. Very nice. 6 XP. The third shadow beast emits a fearsome bellow as it ripples and then vanishes. You're about to dash towards the eye when suddenly a wide pool of shadow appears at your feet. You leap back and assume a defensive stance as Trailtock rises up and takes form out of the puddle of gloom. A lightning-weaved gauntlet of shadow materialises on his right hand, and he leaps forward, preparing to strike you a savage blow with it. Alright. Many options here. I could just dodge. Although that's probably going to be the least effective option. I could use fortification, unarmed combat... Telekinesis, and of course, Shadow Magic. Well, random.org, I'm going to put all five options here. Tell me what to do. Number four, we're going to be using Shadow Magic. Which is merely probably what everybody does. Well, a lot of people. 32 experience of Shadow Magic. Two thin arms of shadow stretch off the nearby wall and take hold of Trailock's shadow-plated fist, driving it forcefully to the white. He stumbles as he struggles to maintain his balance. You've taken less than ten steps when the cellar is suddenly illuminated by a blinding flash of blue light. A wide bolt of lightning erupts from Trailock's outstretched hand and streaks towards you. Hmm... Odd that this is... You can always dodge the lightning. Because lightning's supposed to be really, really fast. But I guess it's... I guess it's not like regular lightning. Because regular lightning, you can't really direct it. So I guess it's probably more... More of a plasma-y thing contained in... Some sort of magnetic field, which is why which is why it's actually slow enough that it can actually be dodged. Anyhow, now regardless, whatever it is, it's this fortification, shadow, shadow magic, or just dodge it. Random.org, tell me what to do. Three. I'm just going to try to dodge it. You attempt to dodge Trailock's blast of lightning, picking a number. Bonus of 20, all from agility. Gotta get 50 or more. Or oh, it'd be quite a shocking situation. Pick now. 50 success. You twist to the side at the last possible nanosecond, and the bolt of lightning streaks past, coming within millimetres of tearing into your torso. Yes, because that, that was... I was just one point above failure. You rush to the corner and your eyes immediately fall upon the faintly glowing emerald. Your hand shoots... Your hand shoots across to take hold of the gem. Before your fingers can reach it, 
A wide arm of shadow peels away from the wall and seizes the stone. Instinctively, you assume a defensive stance as the massive beast of shadow steps away from the wall. The eye of Anganor hovering in the mist of its inky gloom. It's a massive shadow beast that I had to be careful when fighting it because I don't want to break the eye of Anganor. But fortunately, I'd stab everywhere else instead. The shadow beast wars as it swipes out at you. All right. Although I, su I assume the Eye of Arkanoi is quite tough. Because most most ma most ancient magical artifacts are. Like the, the Stone Song. That was ridiculously tough. Not even... Not even Justice Khan. The fiercest giant around could break it easily. Save big on Brunch for Mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Set up Beast Wars, it swipes out at you, I stab at it, and it is slain. 6XB An ear-shattering roar whipples off the walls of the cellar as the mighty Shadow Beast whipples and slowly melts back into the gloom. As the creature of shadow retreats, releases its hold on the Eye of Angor, and the glittering gemmel drops to the floor. The faintly glowing gem immediately begins to tremble. A quick glance over your shoulder reveals Trotok, standing with his hand extended towards the eye. He's attempting to telekinetically seize it from you. Alright, I've got options. Fight, fight, fight telekinesis with telekinesis. Use shadow magic, fortification, or attempt to grab the eye. Hmm. I kind of get, I, I get what the other... The other ones are doing, but I kind of wonder how fortification will play out. So I'll do that. Succeeded. 32 experience of fortification. Challenging your power fortification, you hastily erect a powerful magical barrier around the eye. The gem immediately quivers, stops, quivering as your shield, your visible shield, fends off Trailtox's telekinetic attempts to seize it, wasting no time. You leap, leap down, and shoot your hand out towards the emerald, dispelling your your magic only a split second before your fingers close around round a sizable gem. Alright, we've got the Eye of Arganor back. You assume a defensive stance as Trailtox slowly advances towards you. Clutched tightly in your hand is the Eye of Arganor. Perhaps you're only chance of defeating Max's most powerful minion, and your best chance of ever getting out of this cellar alive. Behind Trailtok, lying motionless on the stone floor, is Windle. You realise that if indeed he has been slain, you are now the last standing member of the Silver Quest. It's a cold and discomforting thought in light of the deadly menace now closing in on you in the dark of the cellar. Trailtox suddenly throws his arms wide, and two small orbs of yellow light appear and burst into a pale glow that dimly illuminates the chamber. Now bathed in luminous luminance he has summoned, Trailtox is at last fully visible to you. It is a sight that simultaneously invokes revulsion and inspires dread. His long mane of tangled black hair weaves like a nest of snakes, half covering the shallow, leathery skin stretched across the bones protruding from his gaunt face. Stretched tight across the bones protruding from his gaunt face. Long black claws extend from the tips of his fingers, making you wonder if indeed he's even still human. Turning behind him, Whippling over the uneven cellar floor is his shadow, seemingly moving independently of his own motions. 
despite the overwhelming ghoulishness of his appearance. Mitwat immediately draws and holds a horrified gaze at his eyes, deep set, solid black, wide and fierce. For a moment you're captivated, and you inexplicably feel as if you're peering through a window into the soul of something far greater and more sinister than that which is slowly advancing upon you. Suddenly a strange, though not unpleasant, sensation washes over you, and you feel momentarily light-headed. A ghostly, greenish glow animates from between the fingers of your clenched hands, stabbing through the gloom that surrounds you. I fear not the feeble power of that trinket, growls Trelltrock, as he continues his advance. A particular item may be of use here. Oh, I wonder what that could be. What possible item could it be? Is it this bone wand? No, it isn't. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) Is it a stoppered vial? No, it isn't. Okay, okay. I could play. I could go do that. I could do that. I could do that for for well, maybe not hours, but several minutes. No, it's the Eye of Argonor, of course. Use it. And that was the only option I had. With your fingers gripping it tightly, you thrust the Eye of Argonor towards Treltok. The surface of the emerald shimmers brightly, as a faint greenish glow wells up within the heart of the gem, picking a number. Bonus of 49. 20, 10 from Spirit, 20 from Aura, 19 from Arcania. Pick now! 137. A brilliant wave of green light washes over Trailtok, and the cool, hard, cool expression on his face seems to soften. The effect is lost, however, when a swirling black portal suddenly opens against the far wall. Two shadowy figures step out of the portal and stride towards Treltok. Your heart races when the shadowy figures step into the pale light, revealing the faces of Iskritar and Prithran. Their cold expressions mirror the look that has swiftly returned to Treltok's face. Okay, okay. I think there's there's still a bit of mind control left. More of the eye! Use it more! Iskritar steps towards you and, gra- and scrowls. Perhaps you ought to let me deal with this one, he says coldly. I've long wished to be rid of this one. Trailtok flashes an angry look at Iskritar, causing him to immediately swing, stand next to Prithin. He then orders the pair to remove Hakri's body from the cellar and return with it to the master. You may return for the rest, including this want. This want, if the master so wishes, grumbles Trailtok. There may be little enough left of this one, though. Both Iskritar and Pritham seem to detest being ordered about. It is obvious they dare not balk at the command. So, is he still mind-controlled? Or is he only a little bit mind-controlled? Or is he just acting? You know, get get these two people out of the way. You know, so he can scheme for good for once. Begrudgingly, Begrudgingly obeying Trelltok's orders, Iskridar and Prithen heft Hakukar's lifeless body off the cellar floor and carry it back into the portal with him. The squirling vortex closes behind them with barely a whisper. Trelltok steps towards you, his face twisted into a hideous sneer as thin tines of lightning appear and encase his hands. Suddenly, his sneer vanishes replaced by a pallid, almost docile expression. The fearsome look swiftly returns, however, 
and he again steps frequently your direction. Again! Use it again! Snook wars the enraged voice now wrecking your mind. It is the sinister voice of Trail Talk. Well, the only option is to use it again, so I will. The Eye of Anganor shimmers brightly and a bright wave of green light surges forward. Forth from the heart of the gem. The light flares brilliantly as it washes over Treltok. His eyes close tightly as he collapses to the cellar floor. Light swiftly fades and he cautiously step forward and peer down at Treltok. His eyes flicker and slowly creep open, revealing bright blue pools now surrounded by a coarse, unshaven face you would even dare to call kindly in appearance. Long, thick locks of grey hair spill down off his head, reaching to just below his broad shoulders. A faint smile begins to form his quivering lips, but his eyes suddenly close and his body goes limp. You're about to take hold of his wrist and check for signs of life when you catch sight of two shadowy figures rapidly closing in on you of the gloom on your right. Alright, who are these figures? Are this, is this Prithan and Iskadon? I mean, I could imagine it's them. I mean, I think that they are definitely with Troutok with Troutok turned to good, I, I'm pretty sure. They are, they will bit, they are Marax's two most powerful agents. And presumably, who he would, who would be sent to deal with? Oh, something odd seems to be happening here. I just, I just feel something's missing. Something's happened there. I don't like it. Investigate. Start killing. Anyway, I got one thousand and twenty-four experience to general. Woo. That's a lot, and that's just one scenario. Yes, because that, that tends to be the walls with the proving grounds. That the further as you get closer and closer to the end, the amount of XP you get for each scenario keeps going up and up and up. Until, of course, you get the huge, enormous award at the end. The four. Is this scenario? Begin. There's the wee cap. Now we find out who these people are. Leaping to your feet, you turn to face the dark shapes. Now looming to view out of the gloom on your right. You shrink back in horror at the sight that confronts your eyes. Two tall, woe skeletal figures float out of the shadows their fleshless hands tightly gripping the hilts of glimmering longswords. A bright red glow suddenly pours forth out of their hollow eye sockets, bathing you in its eerie luminescence. Without warning, a strange sensation causes your head to swim in this unmistakable sensation of a powerful psionic attack tearing into your psyche, picking a number. Bonus of 40. 10 from mind, 20 from spirit, 10 from aura. Pick now! 126. You're able to resist and repel the powerful attack on your psyche. Thankful to survive the assault, you draw yourself into defensive stance and prepare to engage the pair of robed undead. Two robed skeletons advance upon you, floating across the cellar floor, their swords... Swords poised to cut you down. Whispers fill your head as their icy, psychic fingers tear at the edge of your psyche. It's a robe skeleton. The robe skeleton slashes you with his sword. You know, while still psychically assailing me, but that's just not... I'm just too busy fighting. I'm just not noticing that right now. 
your mind feels it's about to explode as your mind is assailed. Your head feels it's about to explode as your mind is assailed by your enemy's potent sonic attack for 12 damage. But now it is slain. 22 XP. The second of the robe skeletons floats forward. Its glowing red eyes ablaze as it strikes out at you with its long sword. It's another robe skeleton. Slashes you with the sword. I stab with my stabber. It is slain. 22 XP. The second robe skeleton shrieks loudly as it collapses into a pile of bone at your feet. Much to dismay, two more shadowy shapes loom out of the darkness. You exhale sharply and feel a great weight lift off your shoulders and a deep sh shadow depart from your heart as the familiar faces of Windle and Helene come into view out of the shadows. Both of them seem weak as they stumble more than once as they move up to you and gaze down upon the remains of the undead. Overjoyed, you step forward to help them steadily on their feet. Suddenly, the pile of bone and cloth at your feet bubbles and hisses as it begins to rapidly dissolve. Maraxa leaves few traces of his handiwork to be found, says Wendell. Stalkers, says Helene, leering with contempt at the dissolving remains of the robe skeletons at her feet. Among the more powerful and relentless of the dragon's minions. A ploy of desperation, perhaps, and a bit of bad fortune for us. More of them will come, issues a low but firm voice out of the gloom. You turn to see the broad, broad tall, broad-shouldered figures of Trelltrock emerging from the shadows. There is no fun for delay. We must... We must wonder why we heed the words of a traitor, hisses Windle, regarding Trailtock with an icy glare. Your mind may have been twisted by the dragon's powers, but your heart turned murderous and your soul black before his first whisper slipped into your ear. Trailtock. Trailtock glances at you and shakes his head before returning to gaze to Wendell. The old wounds still ache, Nunjalir, he says, but I can only say you must allow me the chance to. Helene interrupts him with a pointed inquiry. And why did you not kill me, she asks, her gaze falling, falling on Trail, trail talk. Why did you allow the two of us to live? What of Hakir? Or is he not worthy of your... Mercy? Were it mine to give, he would have been, replies Trailtalk. There were other purposes the rest of you, though you would not wish to know them. That you would certainly have cursed my mercy and readily begged for death. Let there be no... And of Iskadar and Pritham, interrupts Windle, lost. Perhaps forever, regretfully, mumbles Trailtock, unless the eye still possesses the power to turn them. Though I feel that with my undoing, much of its potency was consumed. Then we will at least try, says Windle coldly. We owe them that. If there is nothing else at all, Braxa. We'll be loath to send them again, says Trailtock. He now knows all that has transpired here. Although he will move against us, it will not be with... Eerily, as if in an answer to Trailtock's word, the crackle of energy fills the cellar, and a dozen swirling black portals open on the walls surrounding you. Windle shouts in order and the four of you fall into the centre of the womb, pressing your backs together as you wait with braided breath for what will come through through the inky gates. Okay. Back to back to back to back, badasses! As your eyes scour 
the spinning vortexes for any sign of the arrival of the enemy. You can't help but feel that in the face of what appears to be intimate danger, you're in good and capable company. What emerges from the portal immediately drives the cold comfort of that sediment out of your mind. Loud, vile hissing echoes off the walls as as the dozen of the glowing eye-robed skeletons float out of the portals and flood into the cellar. Behind the wall of the sword-wielding undead, now surging towards you, you, their massive, bulking frames, hardly able to fit through the vortexes from which they are emerging, step step six towering ogres. You stare in revulsion at the hideous beasts, those broad, snarling faces are dominated by a single wide eye. Heavy black plates of armour clank as the fearsome be- behemoths, be- behemoths, behemoths, well, however you say it, stomp across the cellar. Suddenly, the voice of Trelltock echoes in your mind. Protect the eye! The four of you separate, spreading yourself out across the breadth of the cellar as you prepare to face the enemy onslaught. Oh, really? Is is that a sensible thing? I thought I thought we'd be safer all staying together, because, you know, then we could, you know, ooh, we could just block attacks coming for each other. For, for some reason, the attack seems to be centred on Trailtock, as he's quickly engaged by a large number of stalkers. And Anique and three of the ogres. Before you can rush to his aid, you spot a pair of stalkers stalking across, stalking towards you from the left ahead. Just now, emerging from the gloom, is one of the massive ogres. His lone eye fixed squarely on you, so I can attack the ogres or the two stalkers. Well, I've no clue. Nothing really suggests anything. Random.org. Alright, I'm attacking the ogre. The one-eyed ogre snares viciously as he stomps towards you through the gloom. I have many options here. Archery, illusion, gating, shadow magic. If telekinesis was a bit higher, I could use that, but it isn't, so I can't. Or I could just fight it. Alright, random.org, 1 to 5, generate 1. We're going to use archery. Ooh, it was unsuccessful. Having failed at your attempted action, you have no choice but to face the massive one-eyed ogre. The one-eyed, black-armoured ogre. Orc. Wars and hoists its massive axe high in the air above its head as it prepares to deal you a single decisive blow. Massive one-eyed ogre, begin combat. The massive ogre strikes at you with his axe. Alright, deals you a devastating blow for 29 damage. And it is slain. 40 XP. The one-eyed ogre staggers before collapsing into the life heap of lifeless flesh on the cellar floor. The ogre's corpse rapidly vanishes beneath beneath a whippling pool of shadow. An enraged bellow from behind startles you, and you spin around to find yourself confronted by the second of the massive beasts. The ogre's lone eye rolls towards the back of its head, and the towering beast pitches forward. You leap to the side to avoid being crushed by its plummeting bulk and are surprised and relieved to spot Trelltock standing behind it. His blade slick with his blade slick with blood. Trelltock shouts a warning to you, and you turn to find yourself facing the red glowing eyes of a robe stalker. The hideous undead creature floats towards you and attacks. It's a robe stalker now. Slashes at you with his sword. Uses a psionic attack on me. But it is slain still. 22 XP. The ghastly shriek of the slain creature echoes along the cellar. 
throughout the cellar as the horrifying creature slumps to the ground at your feet. Like the others, the, stalks, the stalker's corpse quickly begins to dissolve into a blood bubbling pool. Over only a few moments, nothing remains of the undead tower. A brilliant red glow illuminates the cellar of the cellar as an arc of fire streaks forth from Helene's outstretched hand and tears through the chest of the one-eyed ogre before them before her. The massive beast drops to its knees and pitches forward, striking the floor face first. The ogre's ogre's corpse quickly vanishes beneath a whippling pool of shadow. You suddenly realise that none of the enemy remain in the cellar. The four of you have survived the assault without warning. All of the portals silently close. Save or save one. Standing together in the middle of the cellar, the four of you intently watch the lone portal that remains open. Window exhales sharply as a thin shadow slivers out of the swirling gate and its briefly broadens. A strange feeling washes over you and you can feel icy fingers prying at your psyche. But the sensation quickly departs and the shadow retreats into the portal. Treltok takes a step forward but Windor places his hand on his shoulder and he stops. The shadow disappears into the impenetrable gloom of the inky vortex and the portal closes. We've done enough to arouse the beast's curiosity, says Windor. Looking sideways at Treltok, he realise, with glowing horror, that the thin shadow that just retreated into the portal was Raxa himself. His best laid plans are still, I thought. Though he's been dealt a serious blow, the loss of his most potent minion. Treltok returns Windor's glance with a glare, but the expression swiftly softens with a wide wide smile. Most potent? I praise indeed, he says. Though I would rather you no longer see me as one of his subjects. You need not see me as a friend, Lundur. That I will not ask. For the sake sake of the world that lies before us, let all of that keep for now. There is no time... For any of this, says Hirwendal, glancing over at you, then back to Trailsock and Window. A hundred war, hundred more ogres and stalkers come our way next if we linger. Without question, agrees Window. The next move in this game must be ours. It must be made with haste. The letter begin with this, says Trailsock, turning to you with his up. Upturned hand outstretched. Give me the eye. And that gets you 256 experience to general. Now what's the next one? The Village of Shadow. Hmm. Now I remember that. That's a pretty long one. So. And we've already passed 50 minutes. So. We'll, we'll stop for now. So that's so next time we'll just see what exactly Trailtrock wants to do with the eye. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.